The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. The Gospel of the Lord. The last few days we have been following the prophet Isaiah in our first reading. And we have a, a couple more days with him, technically on Thursday and Friday, but we have a couple of feasts that will um, perhaps uh, not let us get to those readings, but we might, I, I think. And then on Saturday, we'll switch to another prophet, Micah. And so that's what we're kind of doing in the first readings right now as we're going through some of the various prophets. So I thought I'd give a little snapshot uh, of Isaiah as we've covered him a little bit briefly here and then try to put him in context a little bit, in particular from the perspective of being a courageous man, because Isaiah was a very courageous man, and so then asking ourselves about how we can be courageous as well. Isaiah lived during the 700s uh, B.C., the 8th century before Christ. Uh, he preached during a time where the kingdom was divided. There was that northern kingdom that we typically refer to as uh, Israel or Ephraim, and then the southern kingdom of two tribes, which was Judah. He primarily focused on preaching to the southern kingdom, though, although there are some references uh, to the north. Uh, for instance, even our reading today talks about uh, Assyria. Assyria was the one that had come in and eventually uh, disbanded the northern kingdom of the ten tribes. Isaiah really focused on the people's blindness to the dangers of what we could call covenant unfaithfulness. So you, you probably, maybe that phrase will, will strike a chord with you because is you just know, we just kind of know our general sense about the Bible. You know, the people of Israel were seemingly constantly unfaithful to the covenant. And then God would renew the covenant and they'd be unfaithful. And then you renew the covenant and be unfaithful. And then established uh, this everlasting covenant through his son Jesus Christ which would last forever which would be capable of enduring even the infidelity of ourselves there could be a whole nother homily about uh, covenant uh, fidelity and infidelity in regards to our own practice of Christianity today but that's not my focus Isaiah preached in a very difficult environment because of this stubbornness of turning away from the covenant with God Sometimes the, the writings of Isaiah are called the fifth gospel. So to kind of show some of the relationship with Christianity concretely, what that means is that we have, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four gospel writers. Isaiah is sometimes called the fifth gospel because so many of his prophecies predict uh, the life of Jesus. Or we could say it the other way around, that Jesus fulfills many of those prophecies. 
And that makes sense because in the New Testament, from the Gospels and the writings, we see that he is quoted over 90 times, Isaiah is. And during Advent and Christmas, our readings from the prophets, three quarters uh, will be fulfilled or be uh, read from the prophet Isaiah. So that's kind of, you know, Isaiah in his context and then Isaiah in relationship to Christianity. But what made him so courageous? We get a couple of hints from his call, his vocation, which he experienced, which is recorded in chapter 6 of the book of Isaiah. First off, Isaiah focused on the Lord. He recognized the truth of his weakness, and he responded still with generosity. So those become three insights for ourselves. Focusing on the Lord, recognizing the truth of our weakness, and then yet still responding with generosity and availability. Focused on the Lord, in the vision, chapter 6, verse 1 to 4, he has a, a, a vision of God standing on his throne. And this was a vision that would sustain Isaiah. It was a really strong, powerful, and it was a moment that really changed the course of his life. And perhaps you have something like that, where there was a, a great shift in your, in your faith journey, where the Lord really was clearly there to be with you, to strengthen you through the midst of something. So Isaiah would definitely have returned back to that. His name, in fact, also actually means the Lord is my salvation or the Lord is my helper. So Isaiah really focused on the relationship he had with the Lord as a key. He also recognized the weakness of himself. Now, uh, we heard today he says, woe to Assyria. And yesterday he was saying a bunch of woes to other people. And I talked to you about how Jesus used those same prophetic warnings. Woe to you, woe to you, woe to you. Before he spoke any woe to another person, Isaiah first said, woe to himself. In chapter 6, verse 5, when he has that vision of God, he says, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, dwelling in a nation of a people of unclean lips. So he first called himself to task, recognized, I am a man of unclean lips, I have weaknesses, and I'm in, therefore in need of transformation. And then finally, even though knowing that, he still responds with generosity. At the end of this uh, prayer experience in chapter 6 that I'm talking about, verse 8, he finally just concludes by saying, even though he knows the task is hard, he knows his weakness, he says, here I am, send me. And we have that song that we use quite frequently today, a hymn, uh, here I am, I come to do your will. That's a lot, is based on this text from Isaiah. So, you know, even though we might fall short of perfection, fall short of what we think would be appropriate to be Christian, to fulfill the tasks that are ahead of us, so on and so forth, that cannot become an excuse. Pope Francis says, uh, in response to this kind of thought process, on the contrary, mission is a constant stimulus not to remain stuck in mediocrity, but to continue growing. So we can ask ourselves, in the context of Isaiah and his courage, you know, what great tasks are ahead of us? What great tasks are ahead of me? Do I believe the Lord can cleanse me and make me whole? Will I make myself generously available to respond to the needs of the gospel and those around me? We focus ourselves, like Isaiah, on God, who comes to us in the Eucharist to help us answer these questions 
with our actions today.